Nachyomi for the Orthodox Union. Sefer Yoshua, the book of Joshua, Perak of Gimel, chapter 23. We now come to the closing sections of the book of Yoshua. The last two chapters are two speeches that are delivered by Yoshua to the leadership and to the people of Israel. In Perch of Gimel, Yeshua seems to be focused specifically on the notion of them not losing, of them understanding what it took to get to where they are, of them keeping to the Torah and to the mitzvos, to being very careful about Eretz Yisrael, to being very careful about what has good, what good has come to them, and what bad can come to them in relation to that good, and in the same way and from the same source where all that good stems, so too will come the bad. Perach of Gimel. Vahimi Amim Rabim Acharei Asher Hiniach Adonai Yisrael Mikol Oveim Yisaviv VeYeshua Zakein Ba Bayamim. And so it was many days later, exactly how long is not clear, exactly how long Yehoshua leads the Jewish people, Sachakol overall, is also the subject of a discussion. But what's clear from the text is that Yehoshua is nearing the end of his life. So much so that in the previous chapter, he makes no appearance, no reference, no voice with respect to the story of Reuven God and Chatzishev and Menashe, the two and a half tribes in the building of the Mizbeach, the altar that they built, some comment, perhaps, that Yoshua's role is completed with the fulfillment of the division of the land, and thus he takes a more ceremonial or back, back seat leadership role to where he was beforehand. Others simply state that it's not necessary to point out that Yoshua plays a role in that story as he does sit at the head of the Sanhedrin and none of the movements and none of the actions would take place without the Sanhedrin's uh, voice, without the Sanhedrin's word. But nonetheless, as the chapter begins, Yoshua has aged. God has let the land rest and let the Jewish people rest from all of their enemies. And Yoshua calls out and gathers the leaders of the people. And Yoshua calls to the Zikanim, the elders, Ularashav and the leaders and the Shoftim, the judges and the Shotrav, the Shotrim, the officers. And he speaks and he says, Aniza Kanti Bati Bayamim. I have aged. I have grown old. My days are nearing their end. My days are almost at their completion. I have fulfilled my task. I have done what it is God has asked of me. 
all of that is in the words Bati Bayamim, I have come with my days. It's a term we saw in the Torah a number of times, Baba Yamim. And here we see it again. It's a fulfillment of task, a fulfillment of purpose. His tachlis, his purpose in the world, is completed. But he continues, Vatemri Isem in verse 3, and you have seen all that it is that God has done to the to the nations of the world before you, because God is the one who fought for you. Commentary is simply adding in words, simply state that even though I am going my way, and he's about to say that, even though he's going to pass on, remember that it wasn't me. Remember that it was a Kaddish Baruch who was leading the charge. So Kaddish Baruch who was God who was fighting for you. And God ultimately be the one who continued to fight for you. Re'u. Hippavdi lachem esagoyim hanishrim ha'ele benachalal l'shifteichem. See, says Yahushua, that I have divided up the land through the method of the Goral, through the lottery. Even the nations that still remain to be captured, as Rashi adds in that word, in the land, I have given over to you, and have given over their territory into your divided properties. In all of the different realms and all of the different regions, for future conquest that he himself will not be around for. In verse 5, he continues, Yedafeim, says the Metudas Tzion, who have used numerous times to explain words, Inyan Dechifa V'haka'a, Dechifa is a pushing, Haka'a is a hitting. God will hit them from before you, Bahorisho Sam Milafnechem, and he will chase them out from before you. And you will inherit their territories, and you will take their properties, just as God had commanded, just as God has told you. But of course, there's something very important that comes with that. That's going to happen. But just as Yeshua told the two and a half tribes in the previous chapter to be very mindful and very watchful and be very careful with Torah and mitzvahs. So he repeats similar language for the larger population. In verse 6, Be strong with respect to being careful and mindful Fulfillment of the Torah and the mitzvot, all that is written in the Torah of Moshe, that you should not stray from it right or left. Right or left can be simply a metaphor. It can be viewed also as baltigram baltosif, taking away and diminishing from mitzvot, adding to mitzvot. Keep the Torah. Why? What's the charge here? They're not going to keep the Torah. What's Yoshua concerned about? What's he afraid of? So, allow me to layer in here a very significant Malbim 
and what it is that the Malbim says Yoshua is trying to accomplish. Yeshua is trying to accomplish in this speech the following. And this is the Malbim at the beginning of the chapter. Vayomer Aleihem. This is in verse 2. Tochan Amamar Hayah. The content of his statement is as follows. That after Yeshua sees that there are many nations in the land that they have not chased out, there are two paths that are possible, two ways to go here. Perhaps that the Jewish people will create and form covenants and treaties with these nations. That they'll marry with them until they become one fused nation. And that way, the anger and the hate will disappear. That's one approach, very dangerous, of course. Or perhaps they will fight with them. They will fight with them until they chase them out and inherit their territories as well. Because without it, neither way will the land ever be fully rested. So by virtue of seeing those two possibilities, Yoshua decides to make a move. So it is that he comes to warn them with great mind, with great thinking, with clarity. He says the Malbim. I've become old. I can no longer go out to war. Nonetheless, it wasn't me. And then he goes on to describe and explain each, each and every one of the steps involved here. But essentially, what Yoshua is laying out for them is the two paths that they can go. The two approaches for the future without him. He's setting the stage. He's setting the platform for the future of the Jewish people in the land. So he says, keep the Torah. Don't stray from the Torah. Right or left. Be very mindful. Be very careful. And he says as follows. Verse 7. He says that you do not come to these other nations that remain in the land. Do not call out in the name of their gods. Do not remember them. Do not swear in their name. Don't serve them. Don't bow down to them. Verse 8. Rather, you should cleave and stick and stay close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as you have done till now. The difference between until now and going forward is the lack of a presence of a personality and a, and, and, and a person who is Yahushua. And it's significant. And they have to understand that. And they have to understand some very important things. Because by God is the one who's done it. God is the one who was fought. God who was the one who has chased them out. No one has stood before you. 
Ish echad mikem yir daf aleph. One amongst you will chase and pursue a thousand. Oh, so that was before in the past? Oh, that's going to be in the future. Ki Adonai Elohechem hu hanilcham lochem kashir diber lochem. Because God is the one who will fight for you. Just as it was God who fought for you till now. Be very mind, mindful and very careful and very watchful of your souls to love God. We've seen that language before. That is the source of the mitzvah to take care of oneself. We learn the idea of being healthy from there in the Torah. Here, it's spiritual. Be spiritually healthy. Keeping the mitzvos, says the Daso from Shmiras HaMitzvos, he Shmiras Nafsho Sehem. Keeping the mitzvos is being careful and being watchful and mindful of one's soul. Four, says Yehoshua in verse 12. Kim Shov Tashuvu Udvaktem Beyeser Hagoyim Haidla Hanisharim Haidla Itchem. Because if you return from God and turn away from a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and you cleave to the remaining nations that are here and you marry them and they you and you become with them and they become with you Yadoa Teidu No Ki Lo Yosif Adonai Eloheichem L'Horish Esogim Ha'elim Lifneichem one, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will no longer chase them away from you. He no longer will free you from them and being connected to them. That's not going to happen. Says Yoshua to the people a, an incredible warning. Unfortunately, Yoshua was right. In the future, the allowance of these nations to remain in the land was an ultimate mistake, caused severe and difficult pain and suffering for the Jewish people in the land in the immediate aftermath in the time of the Shoftim and then going forward into the future they become a literal pain in the sides a thorn in the eye until they were lost the Datsofrim we mentioned pointed out previously that out of the goodness of the heart of the Jewish people they allowed some of these nations to remain and they're going above and beyond the letter of the law per se and not being concerned and not being afraid and not being wary of these people and not inheriting them not chasing them out that ultimately that's a downfall ultimately that's a fault and a flaw and a problem for the Jewish people as they go forward and here the Malbin points out that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will remove his Hashkach he's removing his providence both in a physical sense and in a spiritual sense God will no longer uh, fight for you, will no longer stand before you, will no longer be your warrior against them in the physical sense. And at the same time, He will no longer be able to protect you in the spiritual sense. 
And Yeshua finishes it out. I'm going the way of the land. And everyone goes that way. Nothing fell to the side. Not a single request, not a single promise, not a single statement of uh, uh, to be fulfilled didn't happen. Everything happened. All that was good that happened to you happened. In your hearts and in your souls, you have to know it. It must be known, it must be felt, understand it, that this is in fact the case, this is in fact the truth. Don't let yourself confuse yourself. Don't delude yourself to thinking otherwise. In verse 15, Yoshua warns them, and he says, Just like the Kaddish Baruch Hu fulfilled his promise and kept to his word with respect to all the good that happens to you and all the good that has happened to you, and you know it, and you acknowledge it, and you thank the Kaddish Baruch Hu for it, the reverse can happen as well. The reverse, that all the bad that can happen to you for leaving God behind, for leaving a Kaddish Baruch Hu Torah Mitzvah behind, for all the other things in the world, that all the bad that will happen to you will be from a Kaddish Baruch Hu too. The Hashkacha is there. The providence of God for you, around you, about you, is everlasting, for good or for bad. Don't think otherwise. And it hinges on Shmiras HaMitzvos. And it hinges on the notion of fulfilling Torah and being in the path of God. All that will continue to be the cakes even after I'm gone, says Yehoshua. It's not just about me. It's not simply connected to me. It's the destiny of the Jewish people and the fate of the Jewish people in the hands of God. To finish out the chapter, as the Perak finishes out, Yoshua completes his words to the people. When you cross the covenant with God that He commanded you, and then you walk and you serve other gods and you bow to them, all the three we mentioned before, right? Talking about them, speaking in their language, using their religion bowing to their gods, then the language that's used to end the chapter should remind us of Kriyatshma. God will be angry with you. And you will be lost quickly from this grand and beautiful and good land that He has given you. So, it's not so much here that Yoshua gives them an opportunity to respond or to speak back, but rather, this is a monologue. It's a sense of a tzava. It's a sense of Yoshua speaking freely, but speaking, speaking quite firmly to the people about the realities of their situation, about the nature of their relationship with God, 
and the nature of how they connect to God and how tied in they are with God. In the second chapter, the next chapter, the last chapter of the Sefer, the book itself, chapter 24, Yoshua will offer another speech. But there, he's going to accomplish something else. He's intent on something else happening. He's focused on something else entirely. Here, he's talking about Avodah Hashem, understanding serving God. Here he's talking about the pain and suffering of the enemy. He's speaking very honestly, very, 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 very truthfully to the people. The heartfelt plea to them to be mindful and careful and to savor the opportunity of Torah and mitzvos and the opportunity to feel God in their presence and in their midst. He doesn't ask for a response. He does not seek out their comment. He's simply speaking to them from his position as the leader of the people. And he's sharing with them what you might call some final thoughts before he goes before he goes the way of the land. We continue tomorrow with chapter 24 with Perach Chafdalid, the last in the book of Joshua.